You're listening to Pod That, two brothers talking sports. It's me, Sammy Georgeur, and my older brother, George. And today, we're doing some NBA Finals talk brought to you by the Sports on Tap and sportsontap.com. So please enjoy the show. Cheers. All right. Welcome into the episode. Sammy, what's going on, my man? How's your day going? Pretty good. What about yourself? Great, great. Man, so let's get right into it. Uh, our first thing, as always, is our icebreaker. I want to kind of talk to you about, man, how hard have these tickets been to get to in the NBA Finals? Uh, a lot of people listening to this podcast may know, may not know. We are in Phoenix. We've been trying to go to Game 1 and Game 2. Sammy, there's been no, there's been no luck here at all. Yeah, um, well, I guess the the framed question really is like, what is the price for people that people should be willing to pay? And that's the reason we asked that question is like we, you know, we've been contemplating back and forth, refreshing StubHubs and Ticketmasters, trying to figure out like, hmm, this is kind of a good price. No, don't press buy yet. Let's see what happens. And then another one pops down and then you just don't know what to do. And it's hard because, you know, we're not from Phoenix, but we're in Phoenix. And it's like, what's a, what's a good price somebody should pay for a game if it's not necessarily your home team? But you got to consider, like, it's hard because there's obviously a lot of these hometown people. But you also have to consider the fact that if you're going to live here for the rest of your life, you don't know how many times they'll ever make it back as well. Yeah, I see. I, we talked about this yesterday. And I think I, I, I kind of have a feeling that, I don't, I care, right? I want them to win. I'm in Phoenix. It's cool. But I think it means like, I don't give a shit personally, like how many years I'm going to live here because in 35 years, let's say I live here for 35 years in Phoenix and now I'm 68 years, year old George and the Suns are making their second NBA finals in 35 years, right? That one is going to mean a shit ton to me to go to. Like I'm, I'm, already entrenched in the community. I care about the place. I have memories here. I just moved here like less than two months ago and I brought them to the NBA finals myself. So you can thank me, Valley Bros. And like, they're like, yeah, I care to go, but I also know the Sonics are going to come back one day or in my head, I have that. Like the Sonics will be back. So like- uh, you, my- You've already said two things that are like both mysteries. And that's why you, you've kind of just contradicted yourself this entire time. One, you said after 30 years when they make it, then I'm going to want to go. Like I said, you literally have zero idea if ever in the rest of your exactly. entire life. Hold on. You'll never know if you'll ever in your entire life have either one of the two things you just said. The Sonics coming back or the Suns going to an NBA Finals. And the rest of your lifetime, it is neither one of them are a guaranteed fact. So with the information you're giving me, it's like more reason that your theory is wrong. That like, hey, I do live here now. And if 30 years from now, let's say my, let's say your sons, the, your son or your daughter is the biggest Suns fan ever, you will be like, man, I should have gone to one of those games. That's if now, obviously, if the, if the Sonics are back or if the Suns like are still good and make the finals, you might feel different. But it's, 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 I would say it's kind of hard to think that you could look back, you know, t- or look forward 20 years from now. And if you have no Sonics, and the Suns go through another 20-year spell of not being good, it would be a little regrettable. Now, in the moment, it's easier that it's not, but it it, it would be if it goes negatively. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I literally think, like, if, let's say next year, the Rockets play the, or let's say Mavericks, I hate the fucking Rockets, the Mavericks play the Pacers in the NBA Finals, which you can probably get some really good odds on that right now on Bet Us, but I, I, don't suggest you, I don't suggest you make that bet. Rick Carlisle returns to the Dallas Mavericks to face them in the NBA Finals of Domptonis Sabonis. Okay, now happening. But my point is here, I think I just would be ex- just as excited because I've only lived in Phoenix this long to go to that NBA, like I could fly to an NBA finals with the same excitement this year with the Phoenix suns than any other, just like the fact that NBA finals game is exciting. Not the fact that the Phoenix suns are in the NBA finals, because I'm not attached to the team yet. Like I maybe will be, that's why I'm saying maybe in 30 years I'm attached to the team. Maybe not, but this team itself, I'm not like super attached to, because I'm not really, I'm going to get attached to the city I live in eventually, but you don't get attached to the city you live in in a month, usually. That's how my theory is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in my vision, 
you're uh, contradicting yourself again because if you're gonna be a tr- if you're gonna be attached to this team in 30 years, you're still gonna look back and be like, ah, man, like the one time in my life, the team I'm attached to now, the one time they ever went or won a finals, I didn't go. Like there'll still be that little bit of regret. That's why I feel like all these what ifs, if I'm attached or if these things, like all the what ifs, just lead me to believe that like fuck. You should have gone to a game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's my question, Ben. Game five, right? Yep. Right? If there is a game five, we'll talk about the Suns and four guy in a second. But if there is a game five, Sammy, how much are you? would you be willing to pay for it? Not uh, not that much. Oh, but oh, oh, hold on. Wait, there's, a se- there's a secondary question for this. I'm going to throw a price out, $1,500. I'm just going to uh, stop okay. you already because okay. no. <laughs> okay, follow-up. If the Seattle Supersonics were around and this was the Sonics, or let's say a team that you actually that is around right now, the Seattle Mariners, and the price tag was fifteen hundred. Probably no, because really, okay, okay, because fifteen hundred. Yes. Yeah, you say yes, but we we can we can BS each other all we want. Fifteen hundred bucks is a lot of money, so it's not about the want; it's about the, the amount of money. Now, when you got oil money, what is that supposed to mean? We're Arabs, so some people That's might think that. <laughs> that was awful. Okay, yeah. Arabs no, and Phoenix. Of course, we have oil money. <laughs> like, okay. If we had oil money, we wouldn't be talking about why we didn't go to the game for $700 yesterday. Well, yeah, I know. But, you know, it's just whatever. <laughs> whatever, Sammy. I, I, I think I, think I paid 15 We have oil money while we weren't willing to spend 650 on tickets yesterday. It's all about principle. It's about getting the good deal, my friend. It is, but we actually didn't do that. We uh, were dumb enough to skip on the good deals for game one and skip on the good deals for game two, and it looks like already game five prices are uh, worse than both of them. Yes, they are. They're already $1,000. So, I, uh, But we'll try again game five, if there is a game five, Sammy. If there is. If there is. Well, I feel like that's why game five is so expensive is because I think most people know that I mean, if you had to project the way the series is going to go, I- I'm I'm going to guess that the Bucks don't win both games at home, but I also guess the Suns don't win both games in Milwaukee. So I'm assuming it's going to be, so guess, a 3-1 series going into game five. And I think that's I why agree. it's going to be extra, extra expensive because Phoenix is going to know that. I mean, game one, game two, that, that's cool. But imagine a closeout game to win the NBA Finals. I can see why that price tag kind of, well, I mean, if you actually think about it, though, maybe if they lose one, if they lose both games in Milwaukee and it's 2-2, we could see like, you know, it's a stock index, the stock price of game five tickets going down and the stock price of game seven tickets go up. Yeah, it could. But at the same time, who knows? Because I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the trends of tickets. So like, I don't know. If we did, we would have done a better job of getting tickets these last two games. Yeah, so I have no idea. But yeah, I think if it Bucks win the next two, there's a better chance. There's definitely a better chance. I, I, I agree there, man. But speaking of if they win the next two, the Suns and four guy, man. Uh, you said you saw him with a guy wearing a Jamal Murray jersey and taking a picture? What? A guy no. wearing a Jamal... Yeah. Oh, no, you saw yeah. him with Jamal Murray himself. My bad. I didn't see him. It's all over no, the in internet. A picture. Yeah, a picture. I'm sorry. A picture. And I'm on meds. I'm med. like, what I'm is on, this guy talking I'm, about? I'm on too many meds right now. I mean, if you listen to podcasts, I've already you know talked about my spider bite like 13 times. But yeah, so I'm on meds. So excuse me. George got a spider bite and he's on meds. Previous episode tells you all about it. <laughs> yeah, the end. Um. Jamal Murray was at Riot House in Scottsdale with the Suns and Four guy for like uh, the after viewing party or the before game two. I don't know which one it was, um, which is kind of like funny. It's like full circle. The, the guy that Suns and Four beat the shit out of was wearing a Jamal Murray jersey. Um, so I don't know if this is like as a Jamal Murray as like as first of all, the guy that was wearing the Jamal Murray jersey, like you can't keep his jersey anymore. 
Right. No, I mean, I hate when fans burn down jerseys, but this is like my first instant where if the guy went on social media and burned down, burned Jamal Murray's jersey, I totally get it, dude. Like, I was wearing your jersey. I got my ass kicked, and I'm a fucking You're posing with the guy. And you're posing with the guy. Like, fuck you, Jamal Murray. I would be like, fuck the Denver Nuggets, too, and fuck the city of Denver. If I was him, I'd move, I'd move to maybe like Prague. Like, where no no one knows who he is because he can't show his face in American sports again. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, he should get rid of his Jamal Murray jersey. I'm not going to go as uh, over-exaggerated as George there. And uh, as you guys know, you could probably assume he's over-exaggerating about a lot of things. Spider bites, meds, moving to Prague because you got your ass beat, which happens to a lot of humans in America. Not not, on national TV. That wasn't on national TV, and yeah, so it wasn't on national. There's been a lot of people that got beat up on the internet. It wasn't on national TV, my friend. So uh, I, I don't know where you came up with that one. You think they won't even put streakers on the TV? You think they put the fight on no, TV? I mean, it's all over the internet. It might, it's even worse than national TV. More people probably would have saw it. Less people would have saw it if it was only on national TV. Well, okay, what jersey should he buy then for the Nuggets? Where does he replace it? The Michael Porter Jr. jersey? Yeah, or maybe their MVP, Jokic. Yeah, I know, but that's like so cliche. Whatever. I mean, like it's these the MVP. It's not that cliche. It's it's cool. I mean, he it's actually not cliche at all because if you're in Denver, you buy the MVP jersey. It's not like Jokic is LeBron. It's not like worn on the streets True. everywhere you go. I wouldn't yeah, call that yeah. cliche. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy wearing a Jokic jersey on the streets. That's- that's my point. So it's like, just switch that out for a Jokic jersey. It is embarrassing for him that Jamal Murray actually posed with the guy. But it says Jamal Murray tweeted that he told the uh, Sons of Four guy, keep that same energy next year. Because, you know, obviously he's talking shit. Like, yeah. Win. But, um, and in Jamal Murray's defense, I know they did get swept by the Suns and he's celebrating with a Suns fan. In his defense, he didn't play. So I feel like it's kind of okay or kind of fair him not to be too salty about it like if it was a player who played in the series i would feel like it's more reason to not be celebrating with a guy like saying sons and four who swept you yeah maybe jamal murray is like well i didn't yeah this is cool you guys last year we went to the western conference finals this year without me you, you got swept so i mean he's not like really thinking that or saying that but subconsciously you know some guys sitting there on the bench like like Jamal Murray gonna be he'd be happy, but is he gonna be that excited if they won the championship without him? No, but I don't think he wanted him to get swept. You you're taking everything a little too far today. No, I think no, I didn't say that. With him. I think he just took the picture of him saying, I didn't play, so it doesn't really matter that much. Th- that's but, my point. Like I know. he didn't But then like- you're like, Do you think subconsciously he was like yeah, subconsciously. they couldn't win without me? I don't think so. I don't I really I don't think that's like I've been on teams before. Like I would prefer my team to keep winning. Like I'm not rooting for my team to lose because I can't play. Like because I'm hurt. Like maybe well, if I got did. benched, he didn't get benched. No, but you see, he did uh, like a tweet saying there's gonna be a Laker next year. Everyone likes these damn tweets these days. It doesn't matter. I know. It's just like he probably just he might not even read it. He gets so many notifications tagging him. He might just press the like button. So. Yeah, I didn't see this one on NBA Twitter recently, though. I don't know where you where you caught that one, but uh, I I caught that one. If you if you look it up, Jamal Murray likes Laker tweet or something like that. It, it, it's it was it was a big deal. I think two or three days ago, but I don't remember the exact time. It was a really big deal. Um, I don't know what like the Lakers going to offer Kyle Kuzma for Jamal Murray again. Uh, I, what I was going to say is he a is he a free agent. No, he's not a free agent, but oh, so. the, the, that's, why, know, the, that's why people like tweets because he knows it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Lakers like, I'll give you Kyle Kuzma, but Taylor Horton Tucker's untouchable. All right, cool. Kyle Kuzma has been talking a lot recently, saying that he's like, he has time to come into his own and like he's going to average 20 something a, a game one that. day. And I want to say, he could. I was going to say, I think he will. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think he's – I mean, he's great enough to be a good stats, bad team guy. If you threw him on the Orlando Magic in Vujicic's role from last year, you don't think he can average 20? I say he can average 20. He could. Mm, but I, I I still think he can do it on a decent team as well. As what? How decent? Like the Lakers like NBA the Lakers, championship? Yeah, yeah he, could, he could be the third guy averaging like – 19. Yeah, okay. I, I I would agree with that. 
I mean, he was the third best player on the championship team, technically ish, like most important player, I'd say, like when it comes to like his role and defensively and kind of doing everything. So, but not to distract from the fact that, uh, like just going too far with this, I think that, uh, Jamal Murray is not going to sign with the Lakers. I think, uh, Kyle Kuzma is not leaving the Lakers because, yeah, like you said, every package is offered Kyle Kuzma plus something else. No one's going to take it. And, uh, I think, the guy that got beat up should be embarrassed that Jamal Murray took a picture of Suns in four. That's my, that's my analysis of outside the game NBA final stuff. I love it. Now let's get inside the game for a second since this is a good segue from the Suns in four. So are the Suns going to win in four, Sammy, or what, what do you think is going to be happening here? Or what do you think of so far of the series? Well, I already told you, I don't think they're going to win four. I but know, but I said it's going to be three, one going back game five. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to make, I think the Suns are going to win five or six. I don't have like a, you know, like a, a prediction of stamp on paper here, but I do think that this Suns team has been just, I, I put out like a little video on TikTok yesterday talking about it. It was like the Suns team is kind of like pure, real basketball. Like couldn't agree more. It's like, uh, I, I don't know how many teams we've seen like this in the last 10, 15 years. We've seen a lot of superstar-ridden teams, right? We've seen a lot of Michael Jordan winning. We've seen a lot of LeBron, Steph Curry's, Kevin Durant's, yada, yada. But we haven't really seen this since maybe like the Detroit Pistons where – and I, I, these guys are better than the players on the Pistons. I think like Chris sorry, Paul's sorry, better. Sorry. Than, which, which Piston teams are we talking about, the 80s or the 2000s? 2000s. Okay. I'm saying, like, I, I think these guys, Chris Paul is better than Chauncey Billups, and I think Devin Booker long term is better than Rip Hamilton. Um, I don't know. Ben yes. Wallace is like, Ben Rashid, that, that's a good roster. That's two bigs that are probably better than Aiton right now, but like, I got, I got to stop you here. This is a yeah. very, very fucking fantastic, uh, comparison between two teams, by the way, Sammy. This is, I, yeah. I never thought of this. I, I love it. Keep going. Minus the fact that they don't have, I mean, there's not much to keep going. That was it. They, but they, they have, <laughs> who's, they who's only have one Prince? Bridges is Tayshawn Prince yeah, for sure. That's, well, that's what I mean. Like they just have every layer, right? Because they have, um, the more point of my video was that like, we haven't seen this in forever, right? Like a real team basketball. It's you have a pure point guard, you have three and D guys and bridges and Crowder. And then you have your, you know, primary score and Booker and you have your big man in, in eight. And it's a very like, I don't know. This is like, a team that Greg Popovich would love to coach, for example. Yeah. Like, you know, Greg Popovich would like be itching to coach this Phoenix Suns team. Yeah. It's, it's literally in a, that Detroit Pistons team with a little, uh, like upgrade button, right? Like, like Chris Paul is better than Chauncey Billups. Uh, Devin Booker better than Richard Hamilton. DeAndre Ayton. I know Ben Wallace made the Hall of Fame, but DeAndre Ayton's more talented than he's Ben number Wallace. One pick. <laughs> yeah, he's the number one pick. And yeah. long term, he he'll, he'll, he could probably have a better career. Better career than Ben Wallace. Uh, Bridges is probably a little bit better than Tayshawn Prince. Like it's literally, I don't know. Tayshawn was kind of right. dope. All right, the, you're, what you're trying to say is that they they have the ceiling to all be better NBA players. Yeah, Not but it's literally, it's literally like a like a NBA 2K rating, like going from 85s, all 85s on a starting lineup to all 90s. Like they're just a little yeah. bit more well equipped. That's a, I, I never thought of this comparison. I think it's 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 spectacular. Yeah, well, I, the whole point of it was that I think you know this Suns team is just really fucking cool to watch because they are a little different than what we've ever been used to seeing. You know what I mean? And I think uh, it's, we're not used to this as much anymore. And I think it's, it's great basketball. And I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I really just enjoy watching it. And I remember that I, I just looked up the, um, the roster for that uh, Pistons team, because it reminds me so much of this Suns team that basically has no bench and somehow is like winning. Cause like, I know we they have campaign and a couple other guys. Right. But like, we don't, you don't got any, like their starting lineup was Wallace, Hamilton, Billups, Prince and Wallace. And who who's the other Wallace? Rashid. Oh, Rashid. Rashid was on that team. I forgot about that. He got yeah. traded mid season. You know, he got traded to the Hawks. Before them, from Portland to Atlanta to uh, Detroit. Wait, what do you mean? He was on the championship team, though. 
No, I know, I know. I'm just saying he. Little do people know there was a between Portland and Detroit, there was a, a Rashid Atlantis stretch that kind of. Oh, disappeared oh I thought you were trying to say he wasn't on the team when they. No, won. no, he was. I forgot yeah. that. I forgot. Yeah, he was. He was, there. and he's probably the best player on that team, right? I, I don't know. Maybe Chauncey or Rich Ham, Rip Hamilton. I don't know. But let me just get to the point. They're all also. Do you know the whole five starters? We're under the age of 30, which is like very interesting because you got a lot of young guys on the Suns too. Like Ben Watt, like Richard Hamilton was 25, Chauncey Billups was 27, Prince was 23, Rashid was 29. Mm-hmm. And then their bench had two guys scoring nine points, which were Emeka Oker and, and Corliss Williamson. It kind of reminds me of like these kind of dudes on Phoenix yeah. too. Like who's off their bench? Like, like Cameron Payne and Tory Craig, Craig. who's now day to day with a knee injury. That's, you know, um, it's kind of interesting too. Like, I I don't know. I want your opinion on this because I could be looking at it wrong, but I would say that both the Detroit Pistons team and this Phoenix Suns team, if they do win the NBA championship and close it out, would be the only two teams in my lifetime that didn't enter the NBA season with a bona fide superstar on their team. Just hear me out before I keep going. I think Devin Booker was approaching superstar status, but he never made an NBA fi- playoff. And Chris Paul was considered to be past the super superstar status of an NBA. Now, they're both superstars today, but I'm saying – at the beginning of like the start day one of the NBA season, I don't think anyone would have considered Chris Paul or Devin Booker superstars today. And Devin Booker, I agree, but Chris Paul, I can't. Yeah, that's, that. I'm, that's I'm the one I was going Chris back. Paul defender. Yeah, right. I was on the fence on the Chris Paul one. I wasn't sure. Like, I just wonder, do most people can consider him? I, what is really the definition of a superstar, right? But like, I wonder just going into the season where people are like, oh yeah, Chris Paul's still a superstar. Or not? I, that is, that's why it's up for debate. I'm on the fence on it too. I think you're a year removed from like thinking. Remember when he got sent to OKC? Is when everybody was kind of like, okay, he's not a star anymore. Yeah. But then he took a team that, according to ESPN BPI, had a point two point two percent chance of making the playoffs in Oklahoma City, and he became an All Star again and took them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he kind of. I think it was pretty clear. Like it was pretty clear as a big ass deal that he joined Phoenix. Yeah. Well, I do want to know who the fuck are these BPI experts that can give a 0.2% chance of a team making the playoffs. And a team goes down to be like, what were they the fifth seed? They played the five, four matchup against the Rockets. Uh, Something like that. You don't have to, I yeah, don't expect you to memorize that. It's, it's usually pretty accurate. It's not people. It's a, Computer. I think it's like a computer thing. It's pretty accurate. Like this year in college basketball, it was BPI rank was Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, Illinois, Michigan. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was the they're, final they're, four, wasn't it? I mean, Illinois lost pretty early. Remember, it was a big upset. Okay, but yeah, the that was the Baylor, <laughs> but the top three are in the final four. Well, I guess the only let me read you the, the fucking BPI is Chris Paul. Yeah, the BPI in basketball is it's like Jazz, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Warriors. Suns, Heat, Lakers, Portland, Dallas. The only Warriors? thing that didn't make, yeah, but the Warriors. I don't know if that was like pre Clay injury or something, but okay, but, or maybe Steph was just getting too much offense. Their offensive BPI was kind of high. Okay, uh, but I mean the Suns were sixth and the Bucks were fourth. So this okay. and that was kind of accurate. The Bucks were third in the East and the Suns were second in the West. So. They're usually pretty accurate. So I think what Chris Paul did with OKC was just like it was pretty unbelievable, actually. I mean, he got yeah. he was he was taken in as a salary like dump so they can just whatever, right? So they can grab picks. Like it was funny. You had to 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 get rid of Chris Paul two years ago, you had to give up picks with him for somebody to I take know. on his contract. And now he's on the Suns potentially one of the two players that would win finals MVP if they win. Yeah. Well, I guess BPI BPI definitely didn't account for him turning vegan and changing his lifestyle. 
That's doesn't true. count for that. Um, speaking of changing things, right? I heard you say a lot can change. That was kind of the point of my podcast last <laughs> night, the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. And we t- I talked about narratives and how quick narratives can change in one season, one NBA playoffs. And there is actually a question that's going to be coming out of this. I was talking about narratives. Devin Booker before the season, you know, no one knew what his narrative was. Now it's like, oh, he could be the next Kobe. And Chris Paul, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this because I did get a text from a good friend of ours, Jeff Bright. Uh, asking, talking about me, talking about the best pure point guards in history. Um, two questions. One, if Chris Paul does win this NBA championship, where do you rank him as the best out of the best pure point guards in NBA history? And second of all, he got upset that I didn't say Magic Johnson on there, which I don't consider Magic Johnson a pure point guard. Well, I just saw a list of point guards. Forget pure for a second. I just saw okay. a list of point guards, top five, and I knew exactly how to move it up or change it up. It was Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robinson. And then in the video, I think somebody said, Chris Paul can take um, Oscar Robinson's spot. But for me, it would oh, probably... I think he takes more than that, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he... Honestly, I would... As much as John Stockton could have been number one or number two if he won a championship, he didn't. I think Chris Paul would fall to third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be Magic Johnson, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton. Okay. I, I, I fall in line with you there completely. I think he's had more longevity than Isaiah Thomas. So that kind of puts him above Isaiah Thomas if they win the NBA championship. Isaiah did get two. But I also think Isaiah had a shorter career, more injuries, and had a shorter shelf life, so it didn't last as long. And Chris Paul's been put in bad situations, and he keeps like jumping from place to place and like really bringing the team up. But would you like? I almost throw away Steph and Magic as like almost non-positional players. Like I don't really consider Steph Curry a point guard. Magic Johnson, I don't. I, am I crazy for that? Do you, I, like they're not pure point guards like Chris Paul, Isaiah, and John Stockton, right? Yeah, they're not. But like. What you're just gonna not have them on like lists are all hypothetical anyways, True. Right? So for fun. So it's like, wait, you gotta have them somewhere. If, if you're gonna make a list, it's like, okay, but we're just not gonna like. Oh, LeBron doesn't count for small forwards. Like, no, well, I mean, sure, but he does. So yeah, true. Yeah, so I guess. I, guess, like, I mean, like, some, yeah, go ahead. If it's the, if we're talking lists, and you just want like, I guess the word list makes it hard. Like, as a pure point guard, maybe he's the best pure point guard of all time, right? Yeah. But. I guess being point guards, not just about being pure is what we know. <laughs> I like that. Right. Like, yeah, we've learned that like magic Johnson and Steph Curry, I guess it's like, we have this like hypothetical vision that point guards have to be this way. And there's a couple that aren't, and they are actually the two that probably did it better than everybody else. Yeah. Where do you put Bob Cousy on that list? I have no idea. Okay, because if you go watch old footage of Bob Cousy, it's always fun. Like the 1950s basketball, he could not dribble with his left hand at all. Like he literally was going right. I don't know how the scouting report never forced him left. It was insane. It's it was a different game back then. There's not (laughs) very many. There wasn't LeBron James out there. I know. I would I would love to like throw in time travel to LeBron James having to guard uh, Bob Cousy full court. Having to guard, I think a better way of saying that would have been like, I would have loved to see Bob Cousy have LeBron guard him. Okay, and try to bring and try to bring and try to bring the ball up all the way past half court. That'd be fun. Six one, probably weighed like one hundred fifty pounds, something like that, and probably probably smoked Marlboro Reds uh, at halftime, and played against plumbers. Actually, literally. The Jordan stuff when people say that's kind of funny. It's a joke, but like when we talk about it, like in the fifties, like they actually did have like other jobs if you weren't like I don't know how many other other jobs were plumbers. I think most of those guys were getting like insurance agent jobs because like you kind of have some pool being in the NBA. So I don't know if they actually like, you know, got too many plumbers and janitors. Uh, on former the plumbers. There you go. Or, okay, former plumbers. I like that. Like, All right. 
Um, okay, last thing I want to talk about, because I talked about this also on my pod, narratives, narratives, narratives. Giannis, I think, is Giannis going to escape this NBA Finals if he plays like this the next two games? And let's say they lose, or let's say the rest of his series he plays great and they still lose. Is he going to escape the like the Giannis can't win narrative because of his performance? I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably. He, like, he's playing great. His team sucks around him, though, <laughs> to be honest. It's pretty, like, this is why as much as people, like, I'm not going to make this about Jordan LeBron right now, but yeah, this is why I think the 6-0 and shit's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh, he's 6-0, and LeBron's lost in the finals. Great. Well, what Giannis did this year, you made it to the finals. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are good players in the NBA. One-time All-Star Chris Middleton, I think zero-time All-Star Drew Holiday, right? Yeah, Drew Holiday, uh, the idea of Drew Holiday being on a good team is better than Drew Holiday being on a good team. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not going to sit here and act like they're, you know, they're not Rodman and Pippen. They're not Kyrie and Kevin Love or Wade and Bosh or whoever. Like he's not Devin Booker or Chris Paul as a teammate. Like he doesn't have that next level of a teammate. And it goes back to all those like times where like LeBron lost in the finals. People criticize him. Obviously, the Dallas one's different, but it kind of reminds me of the LeBron stuff. Like LeBron lost the 09 finals. Like. Yeah, but it was really an accomplishment getting there. And I think it's really an accomplishment at 26 years old for Giannis to get to his first finals. It doesn't actually happen for most people this early in their right. career. Um, it usually and takes, play this good. Yeah, yeah, and play this good. I mean, it usually takes a change of teams. It takes like you, you think about a lot of guys like, I don't know, like Durant didn't win his first until he changed teams. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Jimmy Butler didn't go to a finals till he changed teams. LeBron didn't win one until he changed teams. Uh, most of the guys who win those early finals are just put in great situations. Like he like unfortunately Kobe. wasn't. Like Kobe had Shaq. He was put in a great situation. Duncan came into a good team that just had a bad year because of injuries. Even Devin Booker, like Devin Booker went from not making the playoffs to making a finals because they added Chris Paul. If they didn't add Chris Paul, maybe they would have made the playoffs this year, but they weren't going to the finals. So like, right. unless you give, if, unless you're given a perfect situation, I think it is quite the accomplishment for Giannis at this age to even just make the finals. I mean, it's, it's and the way he's playing is great. So it's like why I'm not very concerned about if he wins or loses this year. Although, I would, you know, I do know that it's not easy to get back. Right. You know, you made a good point there. Well, two points here. Like one, I guess it's not if you lose, it's how you lose for one. And two, um, I don't like, I think one of the reasons like LeBron got flasked for losing at Miami the way he did, or like if Kevin, when, you know, Kevin Durant jumping teams, all, when you jump teams, I feel like, you are more suspect, like people are more ready to jump on you. Like Giannis stayed in Milwaukee in a small town. So people are more like, okay, I'm cool. That's why no one really talks about LeBron going to the 2009 finals and losing to Detroit or losing the Spurs as like, oh, well, that was so bad. It was like, oh, wow, he made it so young in his career. Like if you go back and listen to things back then, it was like, what an accomplishment, right? Yeah. And then you losing in Miami is like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I think that's why, because exactly what you said, Giannis like stayed with this the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, poor Milwaukee Bucks organization. Giannis has to stay there, so he gets a little. It's like Shaq when he was on Orlando and he lost that first NBA Finals against the Houston Rockets. Same thing. He made his second or third year in the NBA, and everyone's like, "Wow, what an accomplishment! You got swept by the Houston Rockets." But it's okay. You're Shaq. You're so young. Good job. Here's a cookie. Yeah, but it's not always easy to win that next one. We're talking about two of the top like 10 players of all time. Oh, um, I know. But yes, when you're young and you stay in your franchise, Dwight Howard did it with Orlando. Nobody's like, I can't believe Dwight Howard choked that finals. Like, no. Like, no. everyone's like, wow, the Magic had Shaq and went to the finals and had Dwight Howard went to the finals at young ages and then they lost them. Like, it sucks for Magic fans, but those two did pretty amazing things in Orlando. Uh, and that's why Giannis, the. Giannis is going to be fine. I think he'll win an NBA championship one day, but it's just not that easy. And this is, it's unfortunate for him because mm. you're in the Eastern conference with a lot of good teams right now. And a lot of teams that didn't have perfect health. Um, and I don't know how easy it's going to be to get back here uh, with the current team he has. So couldn't agree more. 
the narrative will be fine. Although I think we're going to look back. He's not going to get his first ring for a couple more years. I'm going to look back and been like, man, that would have been nice for him to, to get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. And I think it also the Milwaukee Bucks shouldn't be giving out three max contracts to Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. I think Giannis obviously deserves it. But the other two, you, you got to find a way to get a little hometown discount. Maybe Middleton would have been hard. But Drew Holiday, you trade for him and you go and sign him to a $180 million extension. Like, man, I don't know. I'll take $80 million of Eric, of Eric Bledsoe over 180 of Drew Holiday. I don't think you would, but that's no, just I don't. I, would, I definitely wouldn't because I've seen Eric Bledsoe play basketball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you'd ask anybody like that's had Eric Bledsoe on the team that they root for. Like, you don't really want to <laughs> like, the Suns, like the Suns and the Bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> my thing is, the team's actually good. Uh, to be honest with you, I just don't think it's good enough, and I don't think you can do anything about that. So I actually disagree that they shouldn't pay Chris Milton or Drew Holiday because you can't find Chris Middleton on the street. Like that's not a, you don't find a guy like Chris Middleton like that you can just get. And you don't find guys yeah. like Drew Holiday that you can just get. Right. I mean like totally fucking guys like Dennis Schroeder want a hundred million dollars in free agency. Like, yeah, you, Drew Holiday deserves a max contract, but it's just not quite enough compared to, you know, what some other teams have. And it sucks. You know, what sucks to be honest is the fact What's that? that it's, there's not enough, like, I don't know. There's not enough like parody. What's the word parody in the league? Like, like oh my god, like it's not enough to have these three guys. Yeah, because James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant teamed up, and next yeah, year that's it's a great make point. Really hard. Like that's a great otherwise point. it's a pretty damn good team. All right, fair enough. I, I gotta agree with you. I, I can't. I can't disagree with that. To be honest, that's that's a great point. Yeah, if you, All right. if you didn't have those super teams, like then they are where they are right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like, like if, <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of what happened, right? Yeah, the one team that had the super duper team in the East, even the, I mean, the Sixers had their full team. The one team that we were worried about was the Nets, the super duper team, and otherwise they got through. They got hurt. Otherwise, they still got through to the finals. And, yeah. and what would be if you look at the rest of the rosters in the East? It's usually what the typical roster looks like: two pretty good guys. Yeah, um, I just think they one really good guy and one pretty yeah. good guy. I think they just ran into the wrong team in the Suns because, like I told you, and I don't think the Suns thing is going to last very long. I think it's going to last two, three years, but I don't think it's going to last, obviously, because of Chris Paul's age. It's not going to last, you know, eight, nine, but you ran into a team that kind of has a perfect balance going for them right now. And I think it's kind of a bad matchup for them as well because they have a good big at the rim and, like, fine. Giannis still dominates a lot, but there's so many aspects to the Suns that it's not like a, it's not one of those teams that it's like, hey, if this one guy doesn't play good, we win. Like, no, they have kind of, they kind of have everything going. You know what I mean? If they either yeah. have Chris Ball going or Booker or somebody like Bridges last night was hitting shots, like they always have an option. Well, not just that. You just said Giannis still dominated, and he did last night. I mean, his second, third quarter of twenty points was the second, the most second most in the NBA Finals games since ninety, or most since ninety three. Jordan twenty two points against the Phoenix Suns is ninety three in a quarter. But one thing I noticed about that was the level, like because of the guys, the Crowders, the Aitens, the bodies they were throwing at him. Those were a hard. 20 points in that quarter yeah. he was exhausted heading into the fourth like he couldn't move he was hands on his knees like he had to use every bit of energy in his body to actually get those points and he was he was gassed it was done yeah uh i did see it was who was it it was shannon sharp or something i think too it's like Giannis. although that's is my one criticism of his game right now he's like every three to four minutes he seems gassed and i know he's doing a lot out there but like the way he's playing, he's not. I don't think he's being smart enough on how to like properly exert energy at the right. I time agree because, like, that's one beauty of a guy like a LeBron James that it sucks sometimes to to, to watch because you want him to just go one hundred percent all the time, but he doesn't work like that. Like, Giannis has these like four minute bursts, and then it's like he's exhausted and has to come out of the game, or his knee hurts because he's smashing his body. Like, I think he needs to brace himself a little more on how to like pace himself. Yeah, he's like goal line offense, right? I mean, that's a big yeah. joke with him. He puts his head down, and he's going straight to the bucket, and anything in his way is gonna get it's gonna get ran over. And sometimes that results in him falling on the ground a hundred times a game. Because I mean, by, I don't know how many free throws he ended up with, but he had over nineteen free throws shot. I think towards the end of the third quarter, so he might have ended up with over twenty free throws. And 
that means you're getting hit over and 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 over. Was that Marshawn Lynch one? And over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, game five Sunday. Last thing I want to talk about, Sam. We got, I think you're 1-0. I'm 0-1 in our bets of the day. And our bets of the day are brought to you by BetUs. That's B-E-T-U-S dot com. And if you use our promo code, the Sports on Tap, you can bet on one of the world's most trusted sports book, and they'll give you a hundred twenty-five percent bonus on your first deposit. So if you put in a hundred dollars, you'll get a hundred twenty-five dollars in free money play just by using the promo code. Actually, you can use our podcast promo code Pod That P O D T H A T. Sammy, what's your bet? We don't have you, all the way up to Monday since we won't be back till Monday. Um. I'll take a bet on this game because I know you're going to do some st- stupid soccer thing, probably. Yeah, but, I am. Uh, <laughs> how did I know? Um, I was like, how did I know? This guy's going to pick soccer um, during the NBA Finals podcast. Um, let's see. I'm going to take. This is actually a tough one. I know. I saw the odds. It's a tough one. No, I'm taking a random one again because the oh. last one I took was Suns minus three at halftime. At halftime, yeah, I, I like that one a lot, and that was an easy one. You, you, you got that with ease. I'm gonna take the uh, total games played over four and a half games for minus seven hundred. Okay, but that one we will not know until. Well, we won't know until next Wednesday. That's so. fine. But that's fine. No, but just keep I, that on the tally sheet, bro. That's all. I can, like that. You can, you can assume what I believe that means. I think that the Bucks will win one of these games. AKA, I think they're going to win Sunday. So that's going oh, to make they it win guaranteed. Okay. That's going to make it guaranteed that it's over four and a half games. Well, wouldn't you have better odds? What, what is that? What's the uh, spread? On, what's your odds on that? Minus 700. Okay, so wouldn't it be better if you really believe in that just to take the Bucks minus one seventy five on the money line for the next game? Yes, but I'm trying to do more fun bets. Okay, these co- your bets cost way more money, but okay, I like I like the way you roll. I'm just trying to. I, just, I like I like props. I'm not, right, I'm not right. betting soccer. All right, well, I'm doing a soccer bet. It England to lift the trophy minus one twenty over Italy in the Euro Cup final. That means they don't have to win if they win in PKs, overtime, regular time. England is bringing football home, Sammy. They're going to win their first cup since 1966. Put that in perspective. Our mother was only one years old during that time. My boy Harry Kane is going to score two goals for England, and he's going to he's going to get knighted by the royal family and become Sir Harry Kane. I have to admit, I don't really like this bring it home thing because. Um, have they not won in forever? Yeah. It feels very like cowboyish. Like, oh, America's it doesn't team, it? like bringing it home to the Cowboys, bringing it home for America. Like, like, I like, I, you'll be like, was okay. Soccer was, it was it originated in England. The entire it, game it, was it for sure. Yeah. England was sock. The game of soccer was invented in England. So that's why they say they're bringing football home. Um, okay. See, it says, although the game of soccer has been around for more two thousand years, uh, it's tra- traced back to England. Although the game was played in ancient China, Greece, Rome, and Japan with different rules and variations, so this exactly. So this is this was my point. Were we a hundred percent sure it was in England? It's like kind of maybe. No. Well, I mean, could it like? I mean, obviously, people were kicking shit for like since people were alive, right? Like, you want to try to kick it past me? All right, cool. You know, like, there's no way. Like, they, they played some form of it. Like, you know, Jesus probably played. Like, oh, I bet you I can kick this farther than you. I'm just saying, it feels like because I'm agreeing know, with you there. Like, <laughs> if Kansas Jayhawks won basketball in college basketball, like, I'm not gonna be like they brought basketball home, like. It's a catchy cat. It's a catchphrase. It's like "Make America Great Again." I mean, America's always no, no, great. I, I, I'm I'm not saying I don't like the catchphrase. Okay, I'm right. you not did... a big fan of like the concept of the concept. Okay, cool. Now, that's fair. But they're bringing football like, home. They're probably lose like, now. No, because it's not home. Like I don't live there, so if I'm rooting for them, they're not bringing it home. Well, then I I'm, I'm they're not bringing it to my home. They're bringing it to their home. That's why I don't like the saying it's like America's <laughs> team for the Cowboys. Like, actually, is it America's team? Like, is it I- like? 
I wonder. Did I tell you that's America's team? Like, no. Well, they called Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones said it was America's team. So you got to believe him. You know what I mean? I know. All right, man. Well, enjoy the weekend. We got a lot of great sports. Just to tell everyone, you're going to have on from Saturday night, Sammy, at 5 p.m. through Sunday until the NBA finals is over. You're going to have the Copa America final between Argentina and um, Brazil, Messi versus um, Neymar. Then you're going to have uh, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Okay, and that's a that's pretty big deal. Like, that's a huge, huge, huge uh, UFC match. I'm not even a big UFC guy, but I'll definitely tune in. You got the Wimbledon finals Sunday morning, followed by the Euro Cup finals, followed by the NBA finals. Like this weekend has five major events of sports. So be glued to the TV, and you can bet all those games at BetUs.com, and you can follow all our cool stuff at the Sports on Tap on Twitter because we'll be tweeting all about it, um, or you can follow us on our personal Twitters as well because we'll be talking. I mean, that's what we do. We talk sports, and we tweet about sports as well. So follow us on uh, Twitter, and you'll enjoy some fun content. Yeah, I was hoping to find a list of like exactly the order of what everything is and what time. But all right, I think that was the exact be- order. It's five p.m. Pacific time. Copa Americas. Eight o'clock um, is like when the fights start p- Pacific time for McGregor Poirier. Then you know they have all the undercards. Six thirty a.m. Wimbledon finals East uh, Pacific time. Nine thirty Eastern Euro final t- noon Pacific time. NBA Finals, 5 o'clock Pacific time, Sunday. What was the first one you said? Copa Americas between Brazil and uh, Argentina. I get it now. Okay. (laughs) Too much. Soccer. I forgot there's two major soccer tournaments going on because that makes sense. Well, one's in South America and one's in North America. I know. Just once again, did you notice everything else you said with the other ones? Wimbledon. It's one sport. There's Uh one big tournament. NBA Finals. It's one sport. There's one big tournament. Well, okay, but next week there's a basketball tournament in the Olympics. I'm not like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. They're playing with their home countries. Okay, but it's one – exactly, but it's one tournament for those home but, countries. But but they have an America's tournament and they have an Asia's tournament too, and the U.S. competes in the America tournament as well. Basketball? Yeah, of course. How do you think they qualify for the Olympics? This is qualifiers, isn't Copa? These aren't qualifiers, though, are they? No, but we also have our own tournament. Look up like the America's basketball tournament. Look up the Asia Cup basketball tournament. There, these exist, but we just don't care about them here in the United States because we dominate every single one. You're talking about FIBA Americas. Yeah, FIBA Americas. Yeah, but aren't those to qualify? No, not necessarily. There's like a FIBA Americas Cup. That's weird. I know it's stupid. I I know, but we you know I wonder if the United States actually was okay if we were average. We'd probably care about it because like there'd be competition. But we win these games like one seventeen to thirty three. Yeah, that it's the the <laughs> basketball for America is just too dominant. Like poor Luka I think, is going to be going I, against eight all stars. I think they should just like give every team like twenty five points. Like they should like if the United States was to win, they have to cover the spread. <laughs> They've not won the gold gold before. Yeah, that's because they didn't take it seriously. And they're like, oh, okay, you guys want to win next year? And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's go win next year. And then they win and won like the next year. How many years has it been since they've lost? Okay, so they've lost the 2006 Olympics. That was the last Who's one. on that lost. team? Carmelo. 2008 Olympics, sorry. Right? That was a 2008 Carmelo, LeBron. That's why I you asked. Should, I might, yeah. No, they, right, you, 2008, they won. 2004, they lost. 2004, they lost. Who was on that 2004 Olympic team? I'm just trying to see how many times the U.S. has lost total. They lost one, two, three, four times out since 1936. Okay, but you have to remember, they didn't start letting NBA players play until 92. Okay, so since 92, when the NBA players started playing, they've lost once. Yeah. But they, it's gone since 1936 in Berlin. It's been U.S., 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 U.S. In 1972, the Soviet Union won. Yeah, but remember what happened with that. There's a big 30 for 30 for that where the referees cheated us for the championship. It was like one of the biggest controversies in the history of American sports. Okay, but did they cheat us? According to the 30 for 30, Doug Collins. Okay. Yeah, okay. 
Okay, 1980 Yugoslavia won somehow. I don't know. Did the U.S. not play in the 1980s? They probably, I, I don't know, or they just didn't have any players. Uh, and then they lost to the Soviet Union again in 1988. All right. Soviet Union was dope. Argentina. Yeah, well, who's on the Soviet Union basketball team? <laughs> I don't know, but you have to remember the Soviet Union was so damn big. Like they, you know, it's now Russia, but, and then all the other countries next to Russia left and made their own countries like the Ukraine and Serbia. Serbia was part of the Soviet Union, so you had like little Jokic and running around. Probably. Yeah, I, that was just I can't believe they won so much. Yeah, who's in the 2004 team for the USA? I have no idea. All right, I'll look uh, this up because this is this is interesting. You want me to look it up? Yeah, I thought you were looking it up. I got it. Basketball. No, I, I was busy looking at um. <laughs> the Soviet Union team. I'm trying to find the Soviet Union's roster. Dude. Okay, yeah. well, well, why you look up the Soviet Union's roster? From I know uh, Arvita Sabonis was on that roster, by the way, and I I actually know that. But here is the uh, 2004 Summer Olympics roster for the for the uh, United States. Iverson. 2004 Iverson, Stefan Marbury, Dwayne Wade, Carlos Boozer, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Emeka Okafor, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, Tim Duncan, Lamar Odom, and Richard Jefferson. Like, how did that team not beat a, the the Argentina team? Which was what? Like, it was Manu Ginobili, Ginobili and a couple other guys? And a couple other guys. Who? What? That's weird. Like, it had LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. They must have not practiced or really didn't take it seriously. I guess they had. Oh my God. Man, that team, they had Lamar, Richard Jefferson. They who'd they well, lose look, to? I mean, Lamar must have been doing some crazy shit or something. But. Probably. It was just like Manu and oh, what was that tall guy, the long hair, Tiago Splitter? No, I don't know why you keep bringing up Tiago Splitter. <laughs> That's podcast. Uh, what's the dude. guy's name? Uh, oh, Luis Scola. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, God, man, I can't believe. It. I wish I remembered some more important things in the Argentinian national team. George's favorite joke. All right. that, hey, that one might have that one might have been on the podcast about fifteen times, probably. All right, did you find oh, any luck finding the night? Composo was on that team. Oh, Composo, he was still wow. That was but, how old was he? <laughs> well, it was two thousand four. Wasn't he's 30 he thirty right or, now? Like, there, there's no way he was on that team. He was fourteen? I don't know. That's pretty nuts. I mean, that's something we'll have to look up at a later time. But uh, any luck on that 1988 Soviet Union team or not? Oh, no, I stopped looking at that. Okay, no problem. All right, man. <laughs> Fun podcast. I already gave out the outro. This has been brought to you by the Sports on Tap, the Internet's pub. Cheers. Cheers.